Florida Today news columnist John A. Torres, and welcome to our eight-part summer podcast series, Wild Florida. No, we're not talking about spring break or fantasy fest. We're talking about the everyday critters that make us cringe, squirm, shriek, and sometimes smile. We want to celebrate the animal kingdom that is native to or has flourished here in the Sunshine State. Why wildlife? Well, because it's Florida, and things here seem to always end up being a little unique. For example, the very first night I moved from New York to Florida, I was laying on the carpet of my new home in Vieira when I glimpsed a giant hairy spider walking toward me. I sprang to my feet, alarmed at the enormity and sheer ferocity of this creature. Clearly, it meant to do me harm. I waited and watched carefully, biding my time until it was no longer on the carpet and had migrated over to the tile floor heading toward my kitchen. And that's when I struck. Unleashing a power rivaled only by Thor's hammer, I brought my shoe down upon the beast. There was goo everywhere. I had never seen a spider that big. And then it happened. A thousand little baby spiders jumped off and scattered toward every nook, cranny, and recess of my new home. I doubt I slept a wink that night and probably scratched my skin raw for the next few days. Someone told me that wolf spiders can live at the bottom of your pool for three days. What kind of monster-laden land had I moved to? Well, I've sort of recovered from my wolf spider experience to appreciate and respect the creatures we share the environment with. Join us over the next seven episodes as we hear from reporters around the state and their experiences with land crabs, iguanas, incredible bugs, snakes, and more. Me? Well, there are probably no two critters I respect and fear more than the ones here in Florida that can take your arm off. I'm talking about sharks and gators. One time, while on the beach with my children in Indie Atlantic, I witnessed a five-foot shark in about two feet of water chasing down a mackerel that somebody had hooked and was reeling in. I mean, I had just been in that water, right where Jaws was now having a snack. Sharks have been called the perfect eating machine, the apex predator. I recently sat down with someone who had a very close and dangerous encounter with one. I'm Damien Cher. And why do I know that name? It's, I think I've seen it on some artwork, right? <laughs> I've got it on a lot of artwork around town, up and down the Barrier Island here. Yeah, you're a pretty well-known artist in these parts. I've been working at it for, gosh, full-time. This is my 19th year. Oh, wow. So I've been pushing it for a while. Putting it out there. And your specialty is uh, like ocean stuff, right? Sea life. Sea life. The, the beach. Looking east. Nice. And you have two works on the wall that you showed me that have a like personal meaning to you, right? What uh, Can you talk about them for a second? Sure, sure, John. I, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the water uh, as a lifeguard, as a surfer, and uh, just someone who enjoys the beach and swimming. So as a surfer, I've... I've come close to some sharks and other animals too. Yeah. Um, usually the uh, thing to do when you're close to a shark is just hold still. Keep your hands and feet up and, and eh, they're going to go away. They're not, you know, not that curious. Um, but if you attract attention to yourself, then uh, there's some opportunistic feeders out there. And you might, you might become part of the food chain by mistake. Oh, yeah. 
So I've got a couple paintings that uh, I've done kind of from memory that represent one of my closest call with uh, kind of a medium size, so maybe a six foot tiger shark. All of his work is amazing and beautiful, but these two extremely personal pieces are really something. One is of the shark in the surf about to strike. The other is from the shark's perspective looking up from underwater at the surfer above. It was in Melbourne Beach, yeah, right in Brevard County. A tiger shark. Yeah, nice. beautiful animal. Wow. You and know, you say that even though he did something to you. Right? What happened? Oh, he did, he did what he was made to do, you know. Um, it was one of those days where the surf was just, you know, three feet, glassy, tons of fun. Everybody in the neighborhood is out. End of the day, birds are diving, fish are jumping. There's a lot of, lot of activity, a lot of wildlife. And uh, I saw this this tail kind of go like this and fish scatter and it goes under my buddy. We were both paddling out after we'd both caught some waves and he's looking at me so I see it behind him and I see it go under him and knowing better but still thinking I'm going to somehow help him because I think he's the one in danger. I'm paddling and I, 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 I paddle but I hit the water a little hard kind of slap it thinking uh, you know I can scare mullet. I slapped the water mullet jump like crazy. Sharks, not so much. So my second stroke where I kind of splashed the water a little bit, I felt like somebody hit me with a baseball bat. Knocked my arm out of the water. I looked down and there's this hole in my arm. Oh my gosh. And uh, it was like one of those uh, really surreal paper cut, you know, where you see this open space and there's no blood yet. You know, it's, it's just, uh, and then while I'm looking at it, all of a sudden the blood starts. You know, so I'm looking, I have this hole in my arm. And the first thing that goes through my mind, I can't fix this by myself. You know, it's big enough, big enough gash. Second thing that goes through my mind is I'm not going to be surfing for a while. He was very lucky the shark had not clamped down on the arm. He was hit with only one row of the jagged sharp teeth. He was also lucky that, well, why don't I just let him tell you? So like he didn't hold on to you, he just got a big... No, he struck and he was gone like lightning. Wow. He, he hit me and he was gone, which is great, because I was gone pretty much late lightning too. <laughs> right. um, I, I caught like the next wave and, and rode in right to the sand. And uh, the amazing thing was right where I came up on the beach in the sand, there was a folded up, like somebody left fresh from the linen closet, you know, a folded up towel. So I immediately had a compress. Yeah. You know, as soon as I hit the beach, I was able to, to stem the bleeding. And I'm holding my arm up, get to A1A, heading to my apartment across the street. And one of my buddies is driving by. Oh, wow. So he sees me with my arm up in the air. He stops and asks me what's going on. So I tell him the story and uh, I immediately get a ride to the emergency room. Awesome. What's really neat is I get to the emergency room and uh, I see a surfer. It's uh, Dr. Don Wagner, the trauma surgeon at the ER. It's a guy I've seen out in the water. I'd worked with his son as a lifeguard. So he's a familiar face, which right away, that kind of makes you feel sure. more comfortable. And uh, they, they irrigated the wound because I guess a, a shark's mouth is dirty. They want to make sure there's not an infection. So they irrigate the wound for about 45 minutes. And this is 45 minutes of me, my buddy, and the doctor kind of sharing surf stories. And uh, then they sewed it up. It was a good memory because I still have my arm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm right. really fortunate. 
Tiger Shark's an opportunistic feeder, really violent biter. They can bite through tortoise shells. They're the ones you, the, you, know, you read about them, and people will find a license plate or a hubcap in the belly of a tiger shark. And so even though he's really zen and cool and calls it a good memory, he had to be weary of getting back in the water, right? Sure, sure. And, and, and for me, you know, at, at that point, I'd been surfing, I think, 14 years. This happened in 2003. I'd had so many good memories. And I'd seen sharks and held my feet up. And, and so I knew I aggravated it. It wasn't going to scare me as far as getting in the water again. It was going to make me behave a little more uh, cautiously, not to be slapping the water. I was out of the water for seven weeks. After six weeks, I started swimming in one of my friend's pools, and he had the vacuum going, you know, where it kind of wanders around sure, the pool. Yeah. And I swam across this pool, and the hose bumped me, and I like to walk on water. Oh, man. But that was my, my last little bit of nervous adrenaline. The next time that, the, that I was ready to go surfing after seven weeks, all my friends were working. It was the middle of the day. The waves were kind of choppy. Went surf by myself, had a great time, and never looked back as far as uh, being afraid. Wow. Uh, more afraid than, obviously, we're sharing an environment with predators, yeah. um, but, but no bigger concern than normal. And since then, he has had other encounters, though none with a shark's teeth. The common sharks are like a, a sand shark, you know, just a common gray shark. Yeah. The black tips and the spinners, which are kind of hard to tell apart because they both have black tips. Yeah. Um, but there's bull sharks, there's tiger sharks. Really, there's no, there's no boundaries out there. Yeah. And you think about these bigger sharks, these predatory sharks like a tiger shark, they need something big to feed on, and we are a, a, a huge area for nesting sea turtles. Right. So a tiger shark has a tricuspid tooth, meaning it doesn't have a one point, like you see the great white has one yeah. pointed tooth. Tiger shark's teeth has three points, you know, kind of like a rip saw, and they're designed to be able to hit a turtle and saw through the turtle's shell. Yeah. So, you know, you might see a, a turtle out there with a flipper missing. There are things for the tigers to eat. All right then, so if you don't want to go out into the ocean, then what about lakes and ponds or springs and rivers? Well, someone once told me that every body of water in Florida has an alligator in it. That's comforting, huh? And some people have learned that the hard way. A few years ago, a burglar was trying to outrun the local police in Barefoot Bay in Brevard County when he jumped into a small pond to escape. He was killed by an alligator. The thing about alligators, though, is that you don't even need to be in the water to experience a scary encounter. In June of 2017, a pilot landing his Navajo Piper airplane at the Orlando Executive Airport hit an 11-foot, 500-pound gator that just happened to be walking across the runway. The creature was killed, the plane was damaged, somehow the pilot was unharmed. Only one month earlier, a car flipped about five times on I-75 after it struck an alligator crossing the highway. I recently sat down with George Rao, who spends a lot of his time with gators. In fact, he and his wife are avid hunters who pay hundreds of dollars every year in order to harvest the gators during the August hunt. State of Florida, you have to use a bang stick. Oh, you have to, yep, okay. You have to, you can't shoot them with a rifle or a handgun. It has to be with the bang stick. Uh, 
you have to there's there's a few different ways to catch alligators we use kind of an unorthodox method the way we do it is we run an airboat and we ride on the front of the airboat and it's kind of a high-speed deal we spotlight when we spotlight some an alligator that looks decent we run up on them with the airboat you probably run about 30 mile an hour and two of us stand on the front of the airboat and we have big harpoons uh, my harpoon's like seven foot long with a buoy on it. Oh, wow. And as we keep the spotlight on the alligator, as we come across the alligator, we throw the harpoons at him. Turn around. If you stuck the alligator, the harpoon in your buoy is going to be cruising across the lake. And then you go and you get it. Them, yeah. You follow them. We, well, we try to get a second line in them. Yeah. Because you never know how good your line is in him. You get him, get some hooks in him, and get him to the boat and bang stick him. Over the years, it seems as if Rao has seen just about everything out there. We uh, had some excitement out there, uh, some alligator biting the boats. and. Oh, really? You what know, what happened you, there? What, what happened? You just get them close to the boat, and they get aggravated, and they, they'll, they'll get to biting. If you get in the way, you're going to get bit. Wow. You know, so you always want to keep your feet off the edge of the boat, because they'll, they'll take some chomps out of the side of the boat. But I'll tell you what, man, them alligators, they are they're tough creatures. Yeah. They really are. It was clear while talking to him that, well, he has a very healthy respect for these sharp-toothed, dinosaur-like creatures. The minute you stop respecting them is the minute you get hurt. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're, uh, they, they, even a small alligator can do some damage to you. Yeah. You know, you nobody wants to get bit by an alligator. You know, anytime you're dealing with uh, an animal like that, you're you're putting yourself in harm's way. So having seen firsthand what lurks just below the surface, Rao has some advice for anyone going for a swim here in Florida. I wouldn't trust any body of water. There's You always have to keep an open mind that there's probably going to be something in there, especially in Florida, that can bite you. Go to a swimming hole where there's a bunch of people swimming. You know, you go middle of the state, you go to the springs and stuff. A lot of those springs, they keep people out. If there's nobody swimming in the water and it's dark and lurky, enter at your own risk. Okay, so you're probably freaked out now and will rely on your pool and bathtub for your swimming from now on. But there are other weird and wild creatures lurking just about everywhere in Florida. On our next episode, you'll hear from T.C. Palm's Lisa Brought about a cute, seemingly harmless Florida creature that just happens to carry leprosy. I'm John Torres, and thanks for listening to Wild Florida. You can follow me on Twitter at John Albert Torres. That's at J-O-H-N-A-L-B-E-R-T-O-R-R-E-S. And for more information on these critters and web exclusives, please go to floridastate.com slash wildflorida or pnj.com slash wildflorida or our other participating sites. Wild Florida is brought to you by the USA Today Network, Florida.